Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 180 of Perpetual Traffic. It is Molly Pittman here today with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Ralph Burns. How are you doing, my friend? Hello. How are you? Feels like we haven't recorded together, like in an actual real recording in a year or so, but that's just (laughs) because I've missed you so much. I've missed you too, Ralph. We always miss each other. I know. And can you believe it's almost the end of 2018? It is. Yeah. It's been a wild ride this year in 2018, hasn't it? Right. It has. This is the fourth calendar year of perpetual traffic, which is pretty crazy. We've been doing this podcast weekly for 180 weeks. So especially during the holiday season, you just, I hope you're always thinking about what you're grateful for. But during the holiday season, I think we all get a little more sentimental and just really appreciate all of you guys. We wouldn't do this without you. And we're lucky that our listenership is growing every month. So thank you guys for spreading the word about perpetual traffic. You know, there's really no paid media spent to promote perpetual traffic any longer here in 2018. So it's mostly word of mouth. So thank you guys so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing it. And I get messages, either emails or Facebook messenger messages, like seemingly all the time, just uh, thanking us for doing this every single week. You know, I mean, I think that's great. Obviously, there's some people that might not listen because they don't like what we have to say every single week, which is fine as well. But I think, you know, we try to bring as much value as possible. And we're not right 100% of the time. And some of the things that we say might be a little bit controversial, especially this last year, and might be a little counter to the way that people do things. And, you know, we might even be a little bit too Facebook-centric and how we approach things as opposed to looking 
for the black hat solution. We are very much white hat because of our relationship with Facebook. And also we just realized that the platform is something that is really, really valuable. And although it's been a challenging year for Facebook and Instagram, Facebook more importantly, we really appreciate everybody listening and sticking with us this year. And yeah, this thing is growing organically. Like, you know, every single week we see more and more downloads. So we really appreciate you folks spreading the good word and we love doing it and bringing as much value as we possibly can every week. Totally. Yeah. This is here for you guys and to help grow your skills. Something that I realized I took a vacation the last 10 to 12 days. It was amazing to disconnect. And I was reflecting on, you know, the year, which is definitely going to be the theme of this episode and really looking back at this year in the Facebook world. But I was reflecting back on why I do the things I do and, you know, why I love to create content for perpetual traffic. And a big reason is that the skill that we are all developing together and talking about, you know, digital media buying, whether it's Facebook or Google, even just understanding digital marketing. I think that sometimes we can all take that for granted or that we don't realize how lucky we are to have this skill. And the reason for that is that this is obviously where commerce is going, right? This is how the world is making money. It's it's moving more and more towards online every day. And so for us to have the skill to be able to generate customers and to grow businesses through the medium that is only becoming more powerful every day, that makes us pretty powerful and pretty valuable too. <laughs> and if used for good, think about all of the lives you can change with that skill, right? Because the thing to remember is that I think when I left Digital Marketer, one of my biggest fears was that I wasn't going to be good at this stuff when applied to other people's businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And throughout this year, that's something that I've learned, right? I'm like, oh, this is a skill that I can now take to grow any business or to get any message out there, right? So no matter what you believe or what message you're trying to get out there, what business you're trying to scale, just remember that the skill that you're developing is so valuable and it's something that you shouldn't take for granted. And if you really think about the evolution of advertising over the course of the last 100 years, I mean, starting from direct response ads in newspapers and penny flyers in the 1800s and early 1900s to now and how advertising has evolved and how somebody with a credit card, $1 at a time, has the capability of reaching 2.2 billion people. I think it's either one-fifth or one-sixth of the world's population (laughs) just by going into this Facebook advertising platform. And then another 1 billion people on Instagram and then countless billions more on audience network, like the capability and the power that you have right now to be able to grow your business, or if you're an agency, to grow other people's businesses. And I think that's a huge revelation for you this past year and the success of your business, Molly, coming out of digital marketers. Like, yeah, you can do the same things. You can have the same sort of impact regardless of what your background and experience is. You learned how to do this selling digital marketers, digital products primarily. But now you've been able to do it with so many other businesses, service-based businesses, e-commerce businesses, working with people like Ezra Firestone and influencing the people that are in his group and 
all the things you can do just because you learn the skill of how yes. to use paid traffic to uh, get the word out and help people grow and grow their yeah. businesses in the right way. Obviously, there's a huge opportunity for careers in digital marketing. But even when people ask me, Molly, which sector should I get into? Should I do email? Should I do social? Should I do content? I mean, number one, you should do whatever fulfills you and whichever one you're drawn to, right? I think they sort of choose us in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are making that choice, it's like media buying and paid traffic really is, I think, the most valuable one. Not that the others aren't needed, but just from the fact that as a business owner, you're looking at your expenses every month and who you're going to pay. Well, the person who's bringing the new blood into your business, those new leads and customers, their value is just so high versus something like social media, which is incredibly valuable, but unfortunately really hard to draw revenue back to, right? Mm -hmm. um, it can be really hard to prove how that's growing the business. So this was just something that I I was thinking about and I think it's so important to keep in mind as we go into the new year because during this episode as we're doing right now we want to reflect back on 2018 because in the coming episodes we're going to be reflecting forward on to 2019 and what that means for marketers but I think it's important for us to first look back at the year so that we can understand how we got to where we are to now right and if you have that context it makes it so much easier to be a better media buyer as we move forward. Yeah, without a doubt. And as I tell the people in the Tier 11 agency all the time, the past is prologue. You know, how we oh, did that's things so good. How we did things in the past is not the way that we're going to do things in the future. So we're having a lot of changes that we're going to be talking about here today, I think just a little bit, as well as sort of reflecting back on what happened in 2018 and why we're making those changes is that, you know, what got you here right now isn't the same thing that's going to get you to where you want to go. The same yeah. skills that you've honed in 2018, you're going to be able to use those and leverage those. But these platforms continue to evolve, continue to get smarter, continue to change. Who would have thought a year ago that we would even be talking about Cambridge Analytica in 2018. So like okay. stuff changes so fast. Facebook was on the top of the world a year ago. The stock was at the top of the world and leading yes. sort of a leading economic indicator, all driven by advertising revenue. So stuff changes a lot. And that's why we do these episodes, like the episodes that we did three years ago, Molly, still absolutely <laughs> the strategies and the foundations of those have not changed, but the platform right. has changed dramatically since that right. point in time. Absolutely. And Ralph, just one more comment back on realizing the value of this skill that we're all developing together. Once you realize that, I think it can really decrease your anxiety mm -hmm. if that's something that you struggle with. Because wherever you are right now, if you're not completely happy with it and you're wanting to change, once you realize that you can take that skill you developed anywhere, that's a really freeing feeling, right? Yeah. And not that this would ever happen, but Ralph, imagine if you're one day just like, this agency thing is not for me, right? And you sold the agency or whatever, you moved on from it. You could do that because 
the agency is just an expression of, you know, you being a media buyer, right? Mm -hmm. You could go out and start your own business in terms of you already own your own business, but (laughs) you could go out and start your own e-commerce site. You could start your own media property, right? Uh, You could go work for someone full time. Like Mm -hmm. you could go do whatever you want. So I just want everyone to keep that in mind, no matter what you're doing right now, just remember you're learning this skill that can be applied in any way to make you happy. So uh, that's your Molly motivation. Uh, Absolutely. 2018. And, and you, you are proof positive that that is the case. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's Molly Pittman. I'm not Molly Pittman. I can't ever be Molly Pittman. Well, I would submit that if you listen to all you these episodes can. and you hone your skills, you can be. You might actually, Absolutely. you know, there's be plenty better. of people that are out there that are better at this stuff than <laughs> we are, course. which is fine. It's good to be humble because it makes you yes. continue to learn and want to get better. But the point is, is the ability to bring traffic and monetize a business even if your business that you have right now blows up, but if you know that you have this capability and this skill to be able to do what we talk about on this show, you can do it anywhere else. And I think it's like you're proof positive with that. And we were talking about that prior to hitting the record button today, like how you're looking at 2019 and how you sort of are going to be reinventing yourself and doing different things than you did last year. And that's all based upon this skill that you've acquired. And I would submit that anyone who listens to this show and really does become a practitioner of this platform can do the very same thing. And that gives you a lot of peace of mind, you know, as far as what you can do in life. And I think once you just realize that and you think about it in that way, it also opens you up to what does make you the happiest, right? Mm -hmm. Because why else are we doing this stuff? But we'll have a predictions episode coming out on New Year's Day that'll be talking a lot about what we're both doing moving forward. I think my direction moving forward does have a lot to do with the content of today's episode, right? And Facebook changing and Facebook becoming harder this year, right? This year has been hard for a lot of people. And for me, because of what we're talking about on today's episode, it's really becoming tough for me to just have someone hire me as an agency and me just spit out these results for them on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much more that goes into it now when it comes to success seating on Facebook, then, oh, I'm really good at setting up the ads or I'm a really good marketer, right? And so, like I said earlier, if we can all understand what's happened this year, it'll really help us move into 2019 with more oomph. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's let's get into it. Let's do it. Hey guys, it's Darren Clark here, the producer of the show. And I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for following along in 2018. It's been a great year. We've been recognized by Forbes magazine as one of the top 10 marketing podcasts and we're approaching 4 million downloads. And really quick, don't forget to subscribe to our newest podcast, Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. It's for business leaders who want to stay ahead of the curve. And this week, we've got the legendary copywriter and entrepreneur, Perry Marshall. So make sure you subscribe today because on Thursday, we're giving away some really cool stuff, iPhones, iPads and AirPods. And all you have to do is go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast to enter. All right, over to you, Ralph and Molly. So what have we learned in 2018? Because there's been a lot of changes, obviously. Yeah. First and foremost, obviously, there was the Cambridge Analytical 
issue. I'm not going to even say it's a scandal because if you go back to episode 143, we break it down with Dan, the uh, resonant perpetual traffic uh, <laughs> philosopher. And I would go back to that episode. We're not going to rehash everything that happened around Cambridge Analytica, why we don't call it a scandal, because yeah. it was something that happened and Facebook, you know, kind of got caught with their pants down. They really did. Yes. But now yes. they're trying to be a paragon of change. Like they want yes. to actually lead the way with privacy and be the big, massive company, the 800-pound gorilla alongside, you know, the Apples and the Googles of the world to show the way is like how data and privacy is actually handled on the internet, especially with relation to advertising. So we yeah. all know that if you've been using this platform, data is at the heart of it. And Facebook doesn't mm -hmm. sell that data, but they do sort of sell that data as us as advertisers to use that to be able to target our ads in the right way. And, right. you know, so obviously there's been a lot of changes that have happened in the yeah. last six to nine months. And I think that Facebook's response to this whole issue has been the change that you see on the platform that has made it harder for marketers that are used to certain results or things working a certain way, right? And I think what's interesting about this year is that the issues that the Cambridge Analytica situation brought up are something that we're all figuring out as a world, right? Like it's interesting because Facebook doesn't have an answer. Google doesn't have the perfect answer. Apple doesn't have the perfect answer. We are all figuring this out, but the pushback from the public against Facebook, which I think is also just a part of the negative social and political climate that we're living in right now, let's face it, right? It's like, oh, Facebook did something wrong let's attack them, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, let's make a negative situation out of this. Unfortunately, that is what happened in a big way. And so Facebook has had to respond and to not only publicly apologize or publicly talk about what they want to do different in the future, they've actually had to make some big changes, right? And I think those are the effects. The results of those changes are the effects that we've all seen that have made it really hard to succeed in the last six months on Facebook. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that have seen really no changes, and that's awesome. Those are people who have companies or that are working with companies that already have a really solid customer journey figured out, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have a product that's really solving an issue in a market or that's benefiting a market. They have a passion market that responds to their messaging. They have messaging that brings out that conversation, right? They're not just direct selling. And from there all the way to after someone buys, they receive the product in the time that they expected, the quality that they expected. All of this, the entire journey is now what Facebook is taking into consideration when someone's advertising on Facebook because they have to protect that end user, right? They have to protect the people using the platform because they don't want a backlash again. Yeah, and I think Facebook realizes I mean, we say this all the time on the show is that they realize that they're always trying to strike this balance between advertising and user generated content. Like, where is that balance that struck? And we've talked a lot about the algorithm and the auction and your place in the auction. But Facebook is still, in my opinion, trying to really figure out what that balance is between advertising and satisfying Wall Street 
with continuing to have meaningful experiences on the platform. And that's one of the things that really came out of the Cambridge Analytica thing early part of this year is that because of that, because Zuckerberg came out and said it, the algorithm did change this year. So if you are used to getting great results, and unlike the example that Molly just discussed, if you've got your user experience really dialed in, you probably didn't see that much of a change this year. And we definitely have customers where that has been the case. However, if you're new to the platform or you know, you've been on it for a while and are trying new and different ways in which to approach the same type of customer, you probably have gotten or found that it's more challenging to get results in 2018 than it ever has been. And I think that's largely the result of this shift, this epic shift since the early part of the year. We've definitely seen it. And we've had to update our own systems and how we think about how we approach Facebook and Instagram advertising because of the way that the algorithm, all the stuff that kind of goes on behind the scenes has changed this year. So if you've been frustrated with Facebook and not getting the results, maybe you did a year ago or even six months ago, that's okay because that has fundamentally shifted and we've seen it. It's far more challenging now for customers to get the 5X return on ad spend that they used to get. We have a customer that used to get 11X return on ad spend for their ads at about $150,000, $200,000 a month in spend. And that is slowly whittled down to about 3X, which for them is not obviously as great. It's a fundamental shift, but I think that's because the algorithm has gotten smarter and smarter and smarter, but also you as an advertiser have to continuously listen to this show here, learn, test methodically, as well as continue to just sharpen the saw and get better and better at this thing. Because my anticipation in 2019, we'll talk about this in our predictions episode, it is going to be more and more challenging to get the same results that you've gotten in the past on both of these platforms. Ralph, what do you think are the changes that were made to the algorithm? I think the big change is that Facebook has less tolerance for ads that are shown on the newsfeed that are not in line with this positive user experience that Zuckerberg talked about, meaningful experience, you know, meaningful interactions on Facebook. So we've noticed that any sort of negative feedback, even like one, like hide this post, oftentimes derails an entire ad or even an entire campaign. Mm. And you've definitely seen that with social proof. So we have, you know, processes in place that now prevent that or at least sort of forestall it to a certain degree. But still, it's a challenge because you just never really know how that target audience is going to respond to your ad until you actually put it in front of them. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've seen. And Facebook has definitely talked to us a lot about their whole sort of user experience and how the auction really works. And I think that auction has gotten even more complex. Now, fundamentally, we know like after the click, once somebody clicks on your ad, if somebody immediately back clicks, that's a point against you. It's something Mm -hmm. that's immediately, that's a ding for them. That means the user experience isn't in line with the ad that they saw. So therefore, you're going to pay more for that. So about these meaningful experiences, like think about that. It's sort of a vague thing to say, but like the more meaningful and the more you resonate with your audience, the better you're going to be, which means you have to test a lot. 
in most yeah. cases. And I think it's user feedback, right? Whether it's them hiding a post or marketing as spam or leaving. You now see, I just purchased something online a few days ago and I just got a little box in my newsfeed that said, how was the experience? And asked me to rate it. And you better believe that that rating is going to affect that advertiser's ad costs, right? Absolutely. So it's anything from them marking it as spam or leaving you a negative review to clicking over and then when they land on your page immediately going backwards. I think it's also Facebook making sure that advertisers aren't spreading negativity, right? Which is really a big part of what they were blamed for in the 2016 election, which was spreading negativity, right? And so any ad that has negative language or even negative aspects to the creative, Facebook just isn't going to give you as much reach or the results that you want if you're providing a negative user experience. So I think you're completely right, Ralph. I think they've made, it's impossible to know the hundreds of things that they changed about the algorithm, but I do know that it's all about the user experience and positivity, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, we're fortunate to have a great relationship with Facebook and are there in their Austin offices frequently, you know, at least once a quarter, if not our entire team there. And we find that They don't give us an exact answer as to like what really changed. But I do know this is that the auction is made of like three components. It's advertiser bid, it's estimated action rate, and then it's user value. What you as an advertiser really do control, all things being equal, obviously your bid and all those sort of technical things, which we can, we're not going to get into here, but the biggest thing that you affect is actually the user value part of how the auction works, which comes back to exactly what we're talking about here, which is choosing the right format, the right copy and the right creative to ensure that an ad really resonates and is relevant to your target audience. So those are direct words from Facebook. I'm not making those up. Those are ones that they told us that you can affect that. So as much as you're honing in on that part of your ad, obviously, you know, your target audience, it's got to be relevant to begin with, you know, in order to show it in front of them. But if you're choosing the right format for your ad, your copy really resonates, your creative really resonates, and it's relevant to what they're experiencing, you will do great things with Facebook and Instagram in 2019. But to be able to get to that point, there is an iteration part to that, which you absolutely have to test and test it really methodically to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So I think all those things are are things that we learned in 2018 and shifted sort of our focus. For us, for example, that means doubling down on our creative team. So we've got this awesome creative team now at Tier 11. There's five people. At the beginning of the year, we had two or three people. You know, now we've got like these badass people that can create incredible creatives and get videos from our customers and edit them and create these amazing experiences. We're working alongside Facebook in Austin to be able to do this with their creative shop which is awesome to us. So that's the kind of stuff like we're investing in the future because we know how important that front end experience is. And I suggest, you know, if there's one thing that you can focus in on in 2019 from what we learned in 2018 is really think about your ad and really do test and try to get the user experience as positive as possible. 
that way you're going to succeed. Yeah. And a ton of social proof. I have a client whose cost per click has gone down all year. And the reason for this is that they're in a passion market where people, they really love the topic that we're discussing in the ads and they feel empowered by it. And so they're sharing. We have one ad that has over a hundred thousand shares. And so I've been able to use that all year and the cost per click and the cost per lead has steadily gone down and our volume of leads and volume of sales has increased. And the reason for that is because this played very well into the changes that Facebook has made, right? right? And if your advertising strategy doesn't, right, it's time to develop a new one. And that's definitely what we'll be talking a lot about in the next few episodes. But I think 2018 has been hard because it was such a significant change. I think it's hard for us as advertisers to deal with a lot of the misconceptions of Facebook, right? I know I get that a lot from my family and my friends who don't live in our world, right? Facebook's stealing my data, you know, Mm -hmm. people are just confused. And so it has been tough. But I think what's great about all of this is that Facebook is making these changes because they are what is best for the end user. They're what's best for humanity, right? And so this just means that things are changing. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily getting harder. It just means that you've got to put on a different marketing hat, right? And we as marketers really have to evolve our way of thinking to match the platform so we can keep succeeding. And I'm going to talk about this more in the predictions episode, but this is also changing my business in terms of the clients that I work with, right? Because it is becoming much harder to bring on a client that sells a product that doesn't really have a story behind it right? It's really hard to bring on a client who doesn't have much to say to the market other than, hey, buy my product, right? Hey, buy my service. So this is definitely shifting the people I'm wanting to work with as an advertiser because the clients that I'm working with right now that are having success are the ones that really have a message or speaking to an audience that are very passionate about whatever they're saying. So definitely keep that in mind, guys. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you just said there, Molly. But one of the other things I think people have to keep in mind is that with all this exposure this year about Facebook advertising, now, a lot of it has been perceived as negative. But from our perspective, it's actually doubled, if not tripled, the interest that we see as an agency to say businesses that aren't on Facebook to like, wow, this is a really powerful medium. I should maybe start advertising (laughs) on Facebook. So as a result of that, you know, we now have, I believe it's 90 million business pages on Facebook, but we have 6 million advertisers. So there's a lot of ramp still. So the advertisers and the business pages aren't equal and that's going to change over time. So the competition this year has definitely stepped up. So Mm -hmm. that means you have to be even better than you were a year ago because the competition is twice as difficult as it was back then. That does not mean that you should give up and go over to Google. Hey, try Google as well. Absolutely. We're platform agnostic here. We just happen to love Facebook and Instagram more than anything. So the point is, is that the physical numbers of it 
Facebook understands this and they realize that they do need more inventory, which we'll talk about in our predictions episode, but the competition is there. So that means you need to step up your game and continue listening to this show. I guess that's sort of a shameless plug, but I mean, you know, we- <laughs> We'll we, keep you up to date. <laughs> yeah, we, we test the stuff and tell you the things that work and tell you the things that don't work. So hopefully it'll shorten the learning curve for you there, but absolutely, you got to continue to sharpen the saw, as Stephen Covey says. And I think listening every week to what we're having to say, and all the guests, we got some tremendous guests set up for 2019 as well to bring as much value to you guys as possible. Yeah, this was fun, Ralph. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Molly. I love talking <laughs> shop with you about this stuff. And guys, I just hope this episode, you know, this isn't doom and gloom. This is exciting. Things change and they're going to continue to change. But as we said in the beginning, it's important to understand what's happened throughout the year and why, because that is the beginning to the story that informs what you should be doing as we move into the new year. So hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Next week, we will have an episode that's a really cool mashup of the top perpetual traffic episodes from 2018. The following week, we will release an episode about our predictions for the coming year. So enjoy the holiday season, take some time off, and we will see you guys next week. See ya. listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.